Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 503 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden with you here. It is October 30th, 2023, a new week, and there's obviously some more stuff to talk about regarding Juan Soto. There was a report going out over the weekend about the Chicago Cubs' interest in the Padres superstar outfielder, so we will get to that. And then some more player reviews. We've got Jose Azokar, Jerkson Profar, and Trent Grisham today. And before I get to the Juan Soto stuff, I did just want to mention, as of this recording right now, the latest about the Padres' managerial search is not a whole lot. I mean, Schilt and Flaherty, it's been reported that they were supposed to interview last week for that job. Don't know if Ruben Niebla, he has interviewed yet. I would think that he would. The Padres probably would like to get those internal interviews out of the way first and then go to the to the external guys, focus on those guys. Now, Craig Council, it was reported earlier today that he is going to be meeting with the Cleveland Guardians. And that was by the Athletic that reported that. And when I see that, the Cleveland Guardians, they're not a team that goes and spends a ton of money. They're not a team that has owners that are as, as committed to winning, at least in terms of money spent, and like truly caring about the team as Peter Seidler does for the Padres. You know, if you go listen to Cleveland Guardians fans, would they rather have Peter Seidler as their owner or would they rather have, I think it's the Dolan, uh, one of the Dolans as the owner right now? They probably want Peter Seidler, you know? And Craig Council, the Guardians, that's probably an organization that he might, you know, fit perfectly into because with the Brewers, it's kind of the same thing. Like it's uh, feels like it's built on pitching, not high payroll, good functioning organization. You know, the Guardians, Terry Francona was there for a long time and they've had the same leadership there for a long time. So, you know, I think that the Guardians, it seems like they're a better run organization right now, at least front office wise than the Padres are. But if council is willing to talk with the Guardians, 
I think he's going to end up with the Mets or go back to the Brewers. Like, I don't see him going to the Guardians. If he's might as well stay with Milwaukee if you're going to go to the Guardians. Um, but if he's willing to talk to the Guardians, why wouldn't he be willing at least to talk to the Padres? Because the Padres have the more talented team, obviously. And Craig Council has never had this much talent to, inter, uh, to, to manage, right, with the Milwaukee Brewers. There's been some good teams. Like, he's had Devin Williams and Josh Hader and Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff and Christian Yelich when he was, you know, winning. Did he win an MVP? I think he won one. Uh, but him and Bellinger, right, they were top two in, in a couple years back-to-back. Like, he's had talent on that team. But to this level, did any of those Brewers teams going into a season have World Series expectations? And maybe A.J. Preller's like, maybe I don't want Craig Council because Bob Melvin was coming from a team that didn't spend a ton of money. And look what happened. Was he the best guy to be managing these superstars? Of course, Bob Melvin, you want superstars on your team. Every manager does. But was he the right guy to motivate these superstars, to manage these superstars? And maybe A.J. Preller and the Padres decide that Craig Council's not that guy, but it doesn't hurt to talk to Craig Council, right? So I assume that the Padres want to talk to Craig Council. And again, if he's talking with the Guardians, a team that doesn't spend as much money, not as talented, I mean, what does that say about A.J. Preller? If Council's not willing to talk to the Padres, but he was willing to talk to a team other than the Mets, because I think everyone's thinking that it's the Mets, like that's his job, he's going to get it, or he goes back to the Milwaukee Brewers, but at least he's talking to the Cleveland Guardians. So it would be, an, again, in my opinion, it would be another bad look on A.J. if Craig Council doesn't even want to talk with A.J., doesn't even want to talk with the Padres. Now, moving to Juan Soto, 670 to score. Bruce Levine, he is a reporter, I believe, for 670 to score, covers the Chicago Cubs, and he wrote about Juan Soto, the Cubs' interest in Juan Soto, what they will be doing this offseason. And he writes, as they prepare for what they intend to be an active offseason, the Cubs will be involved in the trade sweepstakes for Padres star outfielder Juan Soto. Sources told 670 the score. And when I read that, and I put this out on Twitter, he writes there, Cubs will be involved in the trade sweepstakes. Trade sweepstakes make, makes it seem like he's going to get traded. And I feel like that's where a lot of the baseball industry is at right now. Like they feel like Juan Soto is going to get dealt because of the Padres payroll. And it's being widely reported that they're trying to get down as much as, you know, $50 million from where their payroll was at. And it's going to be hard to do that if the Padres don't trade Juan Soto, you know, because he's going to be, that's taking what, 30, $33 million off of their payroll if they were going to deal. Juan Soto. So it makes it much easier to get down to wherever the Padres want to get down to. I don't know if that's a Peter Seidler mandate. Some of it is a Major League Baseball mandate, right? Because we know about that stuff that has been brought up by, uh, I think, numerous reporters just leading up to this, the start of the real offseason where we're going to be hearing more rumors and players and, you know, player moves and Padres' interest in players. And especially after the Padres hire a manager. And the World Series is over when the offseason actually starts. Um, now, what we're hearing about Juan Soto, it's pretty much just, oh, what teams are going to be interested? That's what the news is about Juan Soto right now. But yeah, trade sweepstakes makes it seem like Juan Soto is going to get dealt. Because sweepstakes is someone wins. That's what sweepstakes are, right? Someone's going to win. Now, the Padres. They cannot, they don't have to trade him. You know, he's under contract. If it's apparent that he's not going to sign an extension and he has no interest in signing an extension, even if the Padres make him a respectable offer and maybe they can go up from there and they just, that's like their first extension offer. Cause I'm not so sure that they even made an extension offer yet because they wanted Soto to get comfortable. They wanted to talk. They wanted to, Make sure that they had their priorities straight for seasons that he's under control. You know, get last year's roster 
going. You know, I'm talking about going into last season and the off season, right? So I don't even know if they've had a real offer to him. I, I just doesn't feel like Soto's gonna be too receptive to any offers the Padres give because he's so close to free agency and he probably feels like he can have a better year, which I agree with, by the way. He can have a better year in 2024 than he did here in 23. So he's probably willing to bet on himself, just like he did when he turned down the Nationals' $440 million extension, bet on himself, and worst-case scenario, if he has a down year next year, he'll still get over $300 million from some team. He will, because it's Juan Soto. You know, a team will. They'll see the name, how young he is still. They know he's talented, and so they'll give it to him. So will the Padres be able to give Juan Soto that much money? That's a question with all the other big contracts that they have locked up. And does it make sense if he, if they try to give him an extension offer and he is not receptive, doesn't want to even really talk about it, then the question is, does it make sense to trade him, gets things back, things that can help this major league club now and maybe a top prospect from a team? Trade Soto to get something back so you don't lose him for nothing or a compensation pick, whatever, when he goes to free agency and signs with another team. Uh, but what, as I've said before, you can't sell that to your fan base. Trading Juan Soto, even if they trade Juan Soto to the Yankees, will I be excited that they get Jason Dominguez? Let's say that's the trade. They get Jason Dominguez or they get one of the, they get, um, what's his name? Spencer Jones, I think. They get uh, one of the top pitching prospects for the Yankees. Sure, I'll be excited about those names, but for 2024, I'm not going to sit here and act like, oh, yeah, I think they're going to go win the World Series. They have a shot to win the World Series. I'm not even going to say that right now based off of last year, and we don't know what's going to happen with this roster coming up here in, in the offseason. What is this roster going to look like going into spring training, right? Uh, but, yeah, especially if they, if they trade Soto, no Snell, no hater. You trade Soto. You cannot convince the fan base that you're going all in and trying to win in 2024 after missing the playoffs in 23 if all of those things happen. Like, you just can't do it. Even if you don't trade Soto, some Padres fans are going to think you're in a worse spot going into next year than you were this year because you don't have the Cy Young winner. You don't have one of the best closers in the game. Because when haters, I'm not the biggest fan of Josh Hader. Those that listen and watch the show, they know that. But when he was on the field, he was really good. And that's another all-star name, a big name that's off your roster. Snell off the roster. What's the future of the other guys in this rotation? Uh, Musgrove, I'm not worried about him, but he, he, was, he is coming off of an injury, that shoulder injury. You Darvish, I don't even know if a decision's been made on if he's going to have, have to have surgery or not. Manny Machado, his health, like there's there's question marks. Positionally, who is playing where? Is Kim going to get traded? Is Crony, are they going to try to attach Crony to another deal, to a Soto deal? I don't know. Who's the manager of this team? There's a lot of questions, obviously. The catching situation, right? First base, DH, outfield. Is Grish still going to be playing center field? We can get to that in a little bit. But yeah, I know I kind of ventured off from the Cubs here, and I'll hit on the Cubs here in a sec. Like again, you just can't. I hope they don't trade Soto, but I know that in the minds of people in the front office, it will make sense to them if they do trade Soto, obviously, because they can say, "Well, we have a, we still have a talented team. We bought, we got back a talented major leaguer or a couple talented major leaguers that can help this team. They're under control. We didn't want to lose Soto for nothing in free agency." We believe in Tatis. They'll probably say we believe in Trent Grisham. We believe in free agent X or trade X that we that player that we bring in. And that's probably how there's how they will spin it. You know? So we'll see. Now the Cubs, Cubs being involved, that's not surprising. They're a team that I could see going out there and trying to bring in Juan Soto long-term, and I'm talking about in free agency, because look at just the payroll for them. The Dansby Swanson contract was not $280 million like the Bogarts deal was. It wasn't 330 like Harper. It wasn't 300 like Manny 
or 350 in this latest extension. It wasn't anything like that. It was, what, 177, I think, for Dansby? I would have loved to have Dansby on this team. And especially looking, I was saying that at the time, and looking back at it now, I mean, that's a lot more money you can spend on someone like Juan Soto or a great starting pitcher or whoever. More room that you will have in your payroll. And Dansby, I mean, the guy's an amazing defensive player, and he's a winner. You know, going in, you know, Bogarts, you label him as a winner as well. I'm not saying that he isn't. But that didn't feel like a big overpay for Dansby. And I've, I've just been a Dansby fan since, since pretty much he got traded to the Braves, really. I followed his career at Vanderbilt a little bit. But yeah, with Dansby getting back to the Cubs, like that's their big contract. So they have money to spend. And I think playing for the Cubs would be appealing to Juan Soto. Look at the division. The Reds, the Pirates, the Brewers. Maybe they'll be without Craig Council. The Cardinals coming off of this past year. You would think that they're going to get better, but Goldie and Arenado, they're not getting younger. Who knows what Goldsmith's future is, right? Because I don't believe he is locked up long-term. So the Cubs, I think, would definitely be appealing to Juan Soto because you can get into the postseason winning that division. You won't have to be playing in the NL West, which I think is only going to get better. You won't have to be playing in the NL East, which you got the Marlins who just made the playoffs. You got the Phillies. You got the Braves. You got the Mets who, in a, when Soto's a free agent, that's another team obviously to look at. But they're going to probably just get better because um, they tore down at the trade deadline this year, but they're probably going to get better with the money that they're spending, the farm system, the resources spent there. Those guys are going to come up, and they could be pretty challenging. Uh, I don't see Soto going to any AL, any AL Central team. AL West, uh, probably not. AL East, maybe, but then that's a tough division. So, like again, like NL Central with the Cubs, I could definitely see that. They have money to spend. Now, that's free agency. Trade for Chicago Cubs, what would that involve? Bruce Levine, I guess he went on 670 The Score and he was talking about Juan Soto. And he mentioned if the Cubs were willing to take on all of Juan Soto's contract for 2024, maybe Christopher Morrell would be a good one-for-one swap. Like That would be enough to get a deal done. And I'm like, yeah, no, come on. What? Christopher Morrell, one for one for Juan Soto? Are you kidding? I, now, to be fair to Christopher Morrell, I did go to his baseball reference page, and I was surprised by the year that he had. He did have 26 home runs. His OPS plus was 16% above league average. His OPS was 821. Like the Padres, they would like to have that in their lineup. I'm sure that they would. But his war was 1.2 with 26 home runs. And again, those offensive numbers, like what? So what exactly is he bringing? And that's not Juan Soto. That's his best year. And I know it's limited experience and the Padres would have him under control, I think, for four more years because he's only had two years here with the Chicago Cubs. But that is not anywhere close to what Juan Soto brings would bring or what he brought even this past season to the Padres. If I go to Juan Soto's baseball reference, just compare 2023. And this was a little bit of a disappointing year, in my opinion, for Juan Soto. He can be better. Christopher Morrell, 116 OPS plus. Juan Soto, 158. His OPS was 930. Christopher Morrell's was 821. Morrell's slugging was 508. Soto's was 519. Soto's on base was 410. Morrell's was 313. Uh, Morrell drove in 70 runs. Soto drove in 109. 35 home runs for Soto. 26 for Morrell. Soto's war was 5.6. And he's not the best defensive player. Morrell's was 1.2. Like, come on. One for one. I get he has the control and Soto doesn't have the control, but that's a joke. To trade, for, to trade Juan Soto, the Padres got to be getting back like Pete Crow Armstrong, someone like that. 
because maybe Soto's not going to be open to extension talks with the Cubs, but that's how the Padres got to sell this. Like, hey, if we tw- we trade you Juan Soto, you're going to have exclusive negotiating rights with Juan Soto for a full season. In the offseason, spring training, during the season, you're going to have that chance to lock him down if you give him, if you offer him $500 million. You know, and he likes it right out of the gate. Maybe you get something done. Or he can just, you know, take that money, something that, who knows, we'll see if the Padres offer Soto an extension. But that was something maybe that the Padres, let's say they don't offer 500 and the Cubs do. Maybe that's something that's like, well, Soto might say, I want to take that. Padres weren't even willing to offer me that. The Nats got nowhere near close to that. And the Cubs are willing to do that right now. They believe in me like this much right now. I'll take it. So the Padres got to sell it like that. And no, so Morel for Soto, one for one, that's a joke. That's not happening. A.J. Preller, he's on the phone a lot. And if he's on the phone with Jed Hoyer with the Cubs and they bring up that, Preller immediately will hang up and just go back to shooting basketball and go back to calling every other assistant that he has at 3 o'clock in the morning or 6.30 in the morning. He'll just There's plenty of other phone calls he can make than spend time and energy on the Cubs if they're just going to offer Morrell for Juan Soto when this Padres team needs to try to go win in 2024. You can lower the payroll and still go try to win. I hope fans understand that. Like Now, if they go, I, I still don't see how they're going to get under $200 million here this offseason. If they get under that, then yeah, I think that's a hard sell that they're going all in. But you can still go in by lowering the payroll. It might not look like to fans that you're going all in because you're decreasing payroll and Snell and Hader aren't there, but that's it's because of the decisions that they have made with these guys. Like they brought in other star players, and you just don't have the room to bring those guys back. Or you just don't, you're just not in a situation, or it's it's not smart at least, to be overpaying for a reliever or overpaying for a starter who has been inconsistent at times with the Padres. The GI meetings, by the way, they are November 7th. That's when it starts in Scottsdale, Arizona. And uh, the Cubs, they want to add a big bat to the middle of their lineup. Soto obviously would qualify for that. Projected to make $33 million in 2024, according to MLB trade rumors. And yeah, the guys that were brought up here in this article... Um, the only guy actually by Bruce Levine here from 670 to score was Christopher Morell, 24 year old utility man for Juan Soto. It's not going to happen. I get he Okay. He's under team control through 2028. Isn't arbitration eligible until the 2026 season. The Padres are high on Morell sources said. Okay. But I guess what I, I'm pretty confident in saying that. The Padres are also high on other people in that Cubs farm system. Morel's not in the farm system, but top prospects there that they're going to be asking for. They may be high on Morel, but that it's not just going to be Morel for Soto. I get Soto's there for one year, but it's Juan Soto. You got to get more back. If you're the Padres, you got to get more back. And that's another utility guy. So is this a guy that's going to be just another infielder? What positions does he play? Center fielder, designated hitter, second baseman is what it's listed on baseball reference. So they would really stick Morrell as an everyday center fielder if they can somehow trade Trent Grisham. Second base, they've got that covered. They've got the infield covered. What, they're going to have him go be the starting second baseman and Kim's at third, Bogarts is at short, Crony's at first with Manny DHing. And you're the one guy you got back was a guy that may end up just be on the bench. Like, no, that's not going to happen. They're not. It's just that was one for one. It's just not going to happen. All right. So that's the Cubs to be involved in the Juan Soto trade sweepstakes. That's the latest on Juan Soto. And again, what I mean by the latest and what you're going to be hearing here 
at least until this World Series is over. By the way, Game 3 tonight. What you're going to be hearing is, oh, Team whatever, Team X, they're going to be interested in Juan Soto. It's pretty much just seeing what teams are going to be interested. That's all it really is. You know, the Cubs, like Morel, that name being floated out there, maybe some names, but like, okay, Yankees, Cubs, those are two teams um, that have been have been reportedly looking at Juan Soto. They're going to be interested in Juan Soto. What are some other teams that are going to be out there? We will probably hear that in the coming weeks, I would imagine. All right. Quick break, and then I want to get to the player reviews. Check out Gaglione Bros' famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries on Friars Road. You can visit their website, gaglionebros.com, for their entire menu and enjoy their cheesesteaks and fries at Petco Park and Snapdragon Stadium as well. All right. So I'm looking on social media here because I just saw Andy Martino, who... He was the person that wrote that report about the Padres, the Yankees, preliminary discussion, even though Kevin Acey said there hadn't been any. Uh, But Andy Martino wrote that, what, last week? I think last week about the Yankees' interest in Juan Soto. And this is following up on Craig Council interviewing with the Cleveland Guardians. And it looks like that has already happened. Cleveland Guardians interview Brewers manager Craig Council for the managerial job. Oh, it just says, okay, this one's from the AP, is meeting with the Guardians about their managerial opening. So don't know if that's happened yet. Doesn't seem like that's happened yet. Then Annie Martino quote tweeted that from Tom Withers of the AP and said, this is council's first formal interview. So has he not talked to the Mets yet? Haven't heard anything about the Padres, but there are some times where we don't hear about the Padres' interest in someone, and then it just happens. So maybe this is a good thing that we haven't heard about the Padres talking with Craig Council. Um, maybe there's a, a random outside candidate that we don't even know, that we haven't even thought about, that the Padres have talked to that, AC or Lynn or other reporters just haven't heard of yet. I don't I don't think Preller would want to have it out there who he is talking to. He probably just wants to keep that under wraps and then hire whoever he wants, right? And why does he care if it gets, you know, if whoever he's talking to gets out? Like he's not just going to go willingly share that to the media. Like, why does he's not there to help the media out? It's going to get out from someone in the front office, that managerial candidate, to maybe boost his name. Hey, I interviewed for this job. Hey, look. Um, Or that managerial candidate's uh, agent, excuse me. Maybe he leaks that to a reporter. But, like, Preller, he's just going to go about this the way that he wants to go about this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, let's get to the player reviews. So I'm going to start off today with Jerkson Profar and Jose Azokar. Then I'll get to Trent Grisham as the third and final one for today. And then I believe the, I think we have two more left, Soto and Tatis coming up in the coming days. So Profar, not just time with the Padres, but his overall season, a negative two war, F4, 125 games, 242 average, 321 on base percentage, 368 slug, 76 weighted runs created plus, 55 runs scored, 46 runs driven in, and nine home runs. Yeah, this year from Profar, I mean, so his offseason, last offseason, didn't go as planned, right? Thought maybe he was going to get a three-year deal from someone. Could have come back to the Padres for about the same amount of money that he signed with the Colorado Rockies. Ends up going to a team that obviously wasn't trying to win. One-year deal. And then doesn't perform well. Then... He ends up getting, what, DFA'd, I think. DFA'd or released. Padres pick him up. And then when he came to the Padres, the Padres started winning games there in September. Was that a coincidence? Maybe. Uh, Because it's not like Profar. He had some good games at the start, you know, when he was getting playing time, right when he came on at the big league level. Like, yeah, that was cool to see. And I would not be surprised if if, uh, Profar is one of the bench players for the Padres come next year's first game on opening day in Korea or the home opener in San, uh, against San Francisco at Petco. I would not be surprised if Profar is on this team. It's just not going to be on a big contract. He's not going to get a multiple-year deal from the Padres, I wouldn't think, unless it's like a, a one-year worth an option. Preller loves those options, and it's like $5 million or $6 million like cheap for those two years. Um, because Profar, I mean, he didn't really provide value last year. I mean, below average player last year. And maybe if he would have stuck with the Padres this past season, like I'm talking about at the beginning of the season, he would have been with the Padres. By the way, I would have still done what Profar did. Like, no, you're not taking that option. The, The season that he had, you're not taking that option. Like, you can get more than that. But I think that... Boris, maybe it was Profar, but probably Boris, didn't help Jerkson out. It felt like they kept asking. They thought that they were going to get three years or what, however much. Wasn't, I think Jim Bowden wrote in an athletic article, like five years, he was floating that out there. Like that just wasn't going to happen for Jerkson Profar. But they kept aiming for more than what he was going to get. And so teams were just like, nope, all right, we're just going to move on and we're going to bring in someone that we can bring in on a, a one-year deal or maybe a two-year deal. We're just going to do that. We're not bringing you in, jerks, and for three years, for, for five years. That's just not going to happen. And then the WBC comes around. He plays for Netherlands, stills not on, then signs the Rockies for one year because the Rockies are just trying to complete their roster because they're not trying to win. And he's in a situation that probably wasn't the best for him. I think Profar thrives on being on a team that's trying to win and having that amazing energy and all that. And when you're playing for the Rockies, that's just not that. Expectation-wise, comparing the Rockies to the Padres at the beginning of this past season, you can't compare the two, you know? So I'd like to have Profar back. You know, it's a guy that can, it's it's a plug-and-play guy, someone that you can have him play multiple positions, outfield, infield, DH, whatever. And it's someone that sure feels like he likes the Padres and loves being in San Diego, loves Tatis, loves his teammates, good clubhouse guy. So, you know, plays with passion. I'd love to have Profar back, but it's not going to, it's not going to be on his terms. It's going to be on the Padres terms. And I think he understands that there might not be a huge market for him. And if he wants to get, a good amount of money in another contract 
maybe coming back to a place that he's comfortable would help out with that. And the Padres probably are that best spot for him. Uh, but yeah, definitely a disappointing year for Jerks and Profar overall for him. And, uh, you know, I also, I was writing this on Gaslamp Ball, Adam Engel and Matt Carpenter. Those were two guys that were signed to, Engel was a bench guy, Carpenter, DH, bench, first. But if Profar came back and took that option, let's say, or he would have just come back to the Padres on a one-year or a two-year deal, a cheap deal, not cheap, but a respectable deal, not an overpay for Profar like it sure feels like they were asking for last offseason. Would Adam Engel be a Padre on opening or at the beginning of the year? Probably, uh, maybe he would because that's outfield. That's a different position. Maybe he would. And that was $1 million. But would, would have Matt Carpenter been signed? Or would they have just went with Profar, who can DH if you need him to, can play first, can play other positions, and they would have just went the Nelson Cruz, Jerks, and Profar route. Profar can switch it, and Cruz is a righty. It's only $1 million. Maybe they would have went that route that route instead of having to have Matt Carpenter on the team. I was just thinking of that. Um, now, Jose Zokar, getting to him, he got some more playing time this year. Not a ton of games, but .1 F4, 55 games, 231 average, 278 on base, 363 slug, 78 weighted runs created plus, 16 runs scored, 9 runs driven in, and 2 home runs. Not super surprising. Jose Zocar, we know who he is. I think Padre fans that watch this team day in, day out during the season, we know who Jose Zocar is. Not a guy that's going to bring a ton with the bat. It was cool to see him be able to hit that home run in Oakland. That was a cool moment, you know? Uh, but, and that was, I think, during their, their season-long win streak, right? It took them till September to get to four-plus wins in a row. An amazing season, huh? But yeah, Azokar, it's someone that I'm fine with having as a fourth outfielder on the team. Not going to bring you much offensively, but it's someone that has speed, can be a pinch runner late in games, maybe can get a bunt down if you need him to in a certain situation. He can go get and go get it in center field. He can be a defensive replacement in the other corners. Uh, if you're still having Grish on this team and he's playing center and you want I don't know, Soto out of the game because you have a late lead and you're just trying to, you know, it's the bottom of the ninth and you're just trying to get the win. You can bring Azokar in there. Uh, but I'm going to be interested to see how much of a shot he gets. Maybe that's going to be determined on if Grish is on this Padres team next year. I'm not saying if Grish is not on this team, Azokar is going to be the starting center fielder and he's going to get, you know, 150 games played. No. but if Grish is not on this team, or actually, if Grish is not on this team, then they probably have maybe Tatis slide over to center and he's playing every day, or they have they bring in an outfielder, hopefully, that will play every day. And so Zokar won't get a ton of time. If Grish is still here and he continues to hit like this and isn't showing you anything, maybe they'll still have him in the lineup because there's the more power potential than Jose Zokar has, and he can go get it just as good as Jose Azokar can. Uh, but I think with Grish on this team, and if he continues to struggle, maybe the Padres are like, well, why not play Jose Azokar? Because Grish isn't giving you anything offensively. Maybe Azokar can give you a little bit something different uh, with more speed on the base path, stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, Azokar is really El Paso guy, fourth, fifth outfielder probably. Defensive replacement, if an injury happens, okay, call him up, sugar, fan favorite, cool. But not a, not a whole lot to add there on Azokar. But, you know, we know what we're going to get there. But Azokar, I'm fine with him being, you know, coming up and down from AAA. Profar, I'd, be, I'd, I'd like him to be one of the final bench guys on this team next season on like a one-year deal. I'd be totally fine with that. And now that moves us to Trent Grisham, who had a 1-7 F4, which is impressive, 
kind of, uh, considering he had a sub-200 batting average, 153 games, 315 on base, 352 slug, 91 rated runs created plus, 67 runs scored, 50 runs driven in, and 13 home runs. So I believe his home runs were down compared to 2022. He still finished seven outs above average, 93rd percentile, which is great on Baseball Savant. A.J. Perler, you ask him about Trent Grisham, he's always going to bring up his defense, and that brings value to the club, which it does. But Padre fans are sick and tired of Trent Grisham hitting 200 and continuing to be this, the everyday starting center fielder. I think that's what a lot of Padre, Padres fans feel like. And there's some Padre fans that are like, this team's not going to be a serious baseball team if they have Trent Grisham on this roster and he's the center fielder again in 2024. I'm not going to go that far because I do value defense. I do. I think that your value on defense, though, becomes less and less important when you're hitting under 200. And average is not everything, but it does tell the story still. 2022 sucked for Trent Grisham, and 2023 sucked again. Did he come up big in the postseason in 2022? Yes. Thank you, Grish, for doing that. And I'm not someone that hates Trent Grisham. I love, 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 love watching that guy play center field. I could watch that guy play center field all day. And some get pissed off about how he makes things look. Uh, he's casual out there. He's not trying super hard out there. But that's just how he just gets to balls better than other people. That's just what it looks like, you know. Um, have there been some times where he gets caught, you know, looking a little casual? Yeah, but he gets to a lot of balls that other guys would have to die for or whatever. He can rob home runs. Doesn't have the best arm. And the Padres, they, I think that they keep giving Grish those chances because they see the power potential, because he is great on defense. If he wasn't great on defense, then I don't know if they would keep giving him these chances. You know, because they could just have Jose Azokar go play outfield, which that's not the best thing, but they could just do that then. Because Jose Azokar makes less money than Trent Grisham does. And I believe Trent Grisham, how many more years of control? I think he has two, or maybe this is it. Maybe 2024 is it for Grish. I'm looking up his contract right now. Two. Okay, so 2024 and 2025, he is under contract. Free agent after the 25 season. So do the Padres, what is his projected? Do they have a estimate $5 million for 2024? They, they will do that. If they can't find a trade partner, I think Trent Grisham will be the starting center fielder on this roster. Unless there's a move that is made where they go bring in a corner outfielder that I'm just not thinking of right now, and they move Tatis to center. But this Padres organization, it sort of seems like they value um, allowing their superstar players to dictate where they want to be. And Soto makes his opinion clear on that. Bogart makes his opinion clear on that. And uh, Tatis, he, I think, told Kevin Acey later in the year, this, pa this past season, that he's actually comfortable in right field. Like, he wants to play right field. He, used, he did say that he wanted to play center. I think that was in spring training. Eventually, he wants to move there. But he likes playing right field. With all the experience this past season gave him in right field, he understands that there's a lot of room to cover in right field. And so he likes that at Petco Park. So I would think that they're just going to have Tatis stay in right field and they'll try to bring in a center fielder. I would be interested in Michael A. Taylor. It's another Trent Grisham. Doesn't Now, Michael A. Taylor doesn't really have the power potential, even though he did have a good year this year with the Twins. He doesn't have the power potential that Grish does. He has the speed. He has the defense. So... Now, what would Michael A. Taylor make? That's what I got. I got to see. What was Michael A. Taylor's salary this past season for the Twins? I'm looking that up right now. Two years, nine mil. So it's about the same. It's about the same of what Grish's expect, expected contract was or is with the Padres in 2024. So 
Is Taylor going to get a raise from that? The Twins want to keep Michael A. Taylor is what it seems like, although they do have some other options that they could try in center field. Um, I think the Twins will keep Michael A. Taylor, but that's a guy I would look at. I, I think that this team will end up keeping Trent Grisham as their center fielder because they would be selling low on Grisham again. Now, is there ever going to be a point where they can sell high? I guess the only point would be if he has a really good first half of the season or he has a good 2024. But then if he does, wouldn't you want to keep him for that final year? It also depends on what's going to happen with Jackson Merrill. Is he going to, are they going to try him in the outfield? Juan Soto's future? Tatis, if we're going to move to center field, what does that do? See, if he stays in right, so they want a long-term center field option, is Grish not that guy? I think a lot of Padres fans would say, yeah, Grish is not that guy. So, yeah, there's a lot of questions around Trent Grisham. Right now, I think that it's still going to be Grish in center, Tatis in right. Don't ask me about Juan Soto because I don't have a great answer right now. I, I know what I would do. I want Juan Soto to be the left fielder on opening day because I want to give this one more run. They gave up so much. I don't want to have a regret. Oh, what if we had Juan Soto? Oh, we gave up on the Juan Soto Padres contract, that Padres Juan Soto Padres era. We gave up on that one year early. We said we were getting three pennant races. That's impossible now under this current contract. Let's try for two. You don't even do that, and you're not, you can't sell that to the fan base. Again, like I think I said earlier. So, but, you know, the Padres, they, if they want to get that money down, Soto is an easy way to help that. But I, I sure hope that doesn't happen. And, you know, with Grish, he, I think he did say to the media that he had some ideas on what to do, like how he was going to fix some things offensively. So hopefully that will work. Do the Padres have some ideas? You would think that they would have some ideas. I mean, they've only been watching this guy for, what, three seasons now? Because his first year was 2020, right? With this Padres team. And it's been underwhelming for the most part offensively. So hopefully they have some ideas on Grish. This is a talented guy. But I don't blame Padres fans for wanting to give up on Trent Grisham offensively now. But as I said during the season, if Grish... I don't want to seem like it's acceptable to hit under 200. If he's hitting 225, 230, and you got the other guys in front of him in the lineup, you know, the guys at the top, you got Hassan Kim, you've got Cronenworth doing better, you've got Soto still, you've got Tatis, you've got Manny, you've got Bogarts playing better, more consistently, whoever else they bring in. You've got those players, you got Campy hitting. You've got that happening. Then Trent Grisham not doing great offensively, but he's doing great defensively in center field. So, you know, offensively, just not bringing it that much. I don't think that there's that much of a spotlight on Grish not doing great offensively. And it's not that big of a deal. It ends up just being a really positive, a good positive that, man, we have a really, a guy that can go get it in center field. And every once in a while, he can go hit a bomb for us, you know? Again, I don't want to excuse Trent Grisham hitting under 200. Like, that's unacceptable. I think he needs to strike out less. Like, yeah. I, I believe, I believe. by the way, I don't know if this is a fact, so I should probably look this up, on Trent Grisham's strikeout rate this past season. If it, imp I think it, I want to say it improved in comparison to 2022. Where is it? Strikeout rate. It went down barely. 28.6% in 22, 27.8% in 23. So, yeah, I mean, I still would want that lower. And let's see. Ground ball rate went down. Fly ball rate went a little bit down. Exit velocity went up, but, I mean, I... You need him on base more, right? We need him on base more. On, well, on, on base percentage actually went up. 315, 284 and 22, 198 average this year, 184 last year. So his batting average went up. On base percentage went up. Still hitting under 200, though. Like, it's 
It needs to be better. But I'm just hoping that if they keep Trent Grisham, the defense is still going to be there. He can make some tweaks offensively. Hopefully strike out a little bit less. Hit over 200. And the other guys in this offense will play better. They'll be more consistent. The guys making way more money, making five times the money Grish is, they will, you know, perform up to that level. That's that's what I'm hoping here. Um, so, yeah, there we go. Player reviews for Trent Grisham, Jose Azokar, and Jerks and Profar. His OPS was under 670. Consistency is a big thing. It was a big thing with this Padres team, a lack thereof. In June... Grish, 747 OPS, followed by a 742 OPS in July. But then in August and September, OPS was 478, 676, respectively. So, like, okay, there's some positives, some good stretches, but then it goes back down. Like, it's got to get more consistent. A lot of people on this team got to be more consistent. So we'll see if that happens. Uh, But, yeah, that's going to do it. Talking Friars, episode 503, the latest on Juan Soto. Some more player reviews. Let me know your thoughts on Trent Grisham in the comments. What do you want his future to be with the Padres? What do you want Juan Soto's future to be with the Padres? Do you buy that the Chicago Cubs could be in on the Juan Soto trade sweepstakes as described by one of their uh, Cubs insiders there on 670 The Score? Reminder, SeatGeek code talking for hours, $20 off your order. Underdog Fan is 100% deposit match up to $100. Uh, check them out there. We got NBA season going on, football, obviously. World Series game three tonight. That series is continuing. BreakingT.com. Click the link in the description. Some great San Diego sports swag there. Padres, Aztecs, Wave. San Diego Wave, by the way, they've got their playoff match coming up this coming Sunday, semifinal match. You can get your tickets on San Diego Wave's website as low as $10. O.L. Rain, San Diego Wave for a spot in the championship game, which will be on November 11th. And FOCO, Padres bobbleheads and collectibles. Click the link in the description for that. Thank you, everyone, for the time on YouTube, on the podcast platforms. Have a great rest of your day. See ya.